Hello, you are listening to the Sad Gamblers Podcast, Episode 2. I am your host, Steve Castellano. I am once again recording from my home. Where else would I be? It's Friday night, week two of remote learning in the books. I gotta hand it to the teachers. It does not look easy. They're working twice as hard to get the students to learn half as much as they typically would. I lose my patience pretty quickly sometimes with my two kids. I can't imagine trying to get 25 or 26 kids to listen on Zoom for even 10 seconds in a row. So all you teachers out there, I appreciate you. So here we are, episode two. In the first episode, I gave you my pro football picks for week three, and Thursday night football is in the books. I correctly picked Miami over Jacksonville. The beard defeats the mustache as I thought he would. Kind of a boring game, but yours truly, the sad gambler, of course, had to have a little action spread around to make the game interesting. My first go-to for primetime football is to head over to DraftKings, make a lineup in the showdown slate, and lock it in. I've been mostly a GPP guy on DraftKings trying to hit the lotto with a unique lineup just once to pay off big and give me something to work with to grind out a bankroll for DFS. So far, the strategy has not paid off, but I did come very close last week in Thursday Night Football Cincy versus Cleveland game where one play at the end of the game could have vaulted me to the top as I rostered Drew Sample and he nearly had a TD at the end of the game. The rest of my team was on par with the winners and a TD there from a 3% owned sample could have gotten me the $10,000 top prize instead of the $30, 150th or so finish on my $5 lineup. So last night I didn't feel too great about what I was able to put together so I entered a huge $3 tourney and held my breath that we were going to see a big touchdown play from the 40, former 49ers running back Matt Breida, now third string for the Miami Dolphins. He had been able to do it with the 49ers, but in hindsight, the Miami running game is nowhere close to San Fran, so my logic was terrible. The other mistake I made was not rostering James Robinson. You needed to have Robinson and Fitzpatrick, and the winner of the tourney had Robinson in the captain spot, and the rest of his roster was Miami players, including their defense. It's a contrarian strategy to have one player from a team and put them in the captain spot, and those are the type of things that take these down. Another play I had was on Monkey Knife Fight. If you've never heard of Monkey Knife Fight, it is basically a cross between fantasy football and prop bets. There are a menu of games to play, picks to make, and one I like to do is called Rapid Fire. It pits individual performances of players against one another. The more you try to hit, hit the more you try to hit, the bigger you can win. I lately only play Monkey Knife Fight after trying it out about a year ago and cashing out before losing my money since it felt like betting a coin flip more often than not. So I get an email a couple weeks back. They added $20 to my account. So now I hit maybe a few picks and I turn $20 into 100 and cash out. So with that $20, last weekend I put $10 on a U.S. Open golf matchup and it hits. So now I'm up to $35. I lose five here and there, including one I almost put as my sad story tonight. From game four of the Celtics, I needed Adebayo to match or exceed Drogic's assist total, which he did, and I needed Tatum to outscore Butler by six points or more. Tatum puts up zero points in the first half, and it's not looking good. But then he gets 28 in the second half, and less than a minute left, Butler is sitting at 21. And if you've ever bet on the NBA in almost any capacity, you have felt the pain or the rush of of end-of-game free throws changing the outcome of the wager. 
Butler makes three or four free throws in the final minute, and there goes my $10 that would have been $25. So last night, I'm down to my last $15 on Monkey Knife Fight, and I throw together a rapid-fire $5 to win $30. Needed to hit three out of three, and it flops. Only hit one out of three. Showdown slate is a bust. Waiting on Matt Breida, but there's one more play I made for last night I want to talk about, and it's my sad story of the night. Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is the new home for best ball and daily snake drafts. It essentially took the place of the draft app and is a fun way to mess around with fantasy for a game or a slate of games without having to construct a roster with a salary cap. I had signed up for Underdog over the summer to start doing some best ball drafts and I left a little bit of my account after putting together as many best ball teams as I could while prepping for my season-long fantasy drafts. For Thursday Night Football, I entered a three-man super flex draft for $3. Everyone puts $3 in, the winner gets $8. It's a snake draft where you get have to pick four players and I got the first pick and since you generally want a QB in this format, I correctly went with Fitzpatrick. Second pick was Minshew. Third guy gets two picks and gets Robinson and Gaskin. The rest of the picks were irrelevant. I'm leading the entire game until Gaskin breaks off a 15-yard run in the final two minutes and I lose by 0.5 points, equivalent to five yards. Hey, a big deal, you say. We've all had close games decided by a small number of points at the end of games in fantasy. Well, this one stung because it's the second night in a row, the very end of games and relatively meaningless plays. I went back through this draft and there were no combination of players that would have worked out for me for my final three picks. This is what a sad gambler does. He's the guy that came to the casino and is staying overnight. His wife's asleep already. He traveled all the way here. There's a wild assortment of games available. He's going to play. He knows over time he'll lose, but he wants action. That's what daily fantasy and all these insane amounts of types fantasy games that you can play feel like to me. Casino games. You don't need to go to the casino anymore. There's plenty to gamble on right at home. So I like underdog for best ball. I like monkey knife fight if it's house money. But these are not the types of games I would expect anyone to find an edge in easily. So the sad stories may not be huge heartbreaking losses where I lose a Brinks truck of cash on a wild bet. No, the stay at home dad does not have that to lose. It's more like Charlie opening a chocolate bar thinking he's going to get the golden ticket only to be disappointed when it's just a chocolate bar. Okay, so my final segment of the podcast tonight is the DFS dart throw lineup of the week. So here's my DraftKings tournament lineup I'm entering this week. Right now it's only in a free roll, and I may tinker a little bit and build a couple one-offs and play some money tournaments within my budget. I typically like to start off with an under-owned stack, and this week uh, one I like is the Pittsburgh Steelers stacking Big Ben with Juju and Deontay Johnson. I don't feel great about Will Fuller or any pass catcher on Houston, so I'm bringing it back with David Johnson at running back. For my third wide receiver, I'm going with Amari Cooper, hoping he gets the biggest score from the Dallas-Seattle game. At running back, I'm going with Miles Sanders. And at flex, I have Jonathan Taylor. At tight end, I'm going to go with Jordan Reed. With George Kittle being out, I think that he's going to have another solid game. And at defense, I'm taking the low-priced Carolina Panthers to hopefully rattle the rookie QB and get me some fantasy points. I can't wait until Sunday to see how the first SAHD 
sad gamblers podcast lineup plays out. So that's it for episode two. If you're interested in trying out the games I mentioned in Monkey Knife Fight, Underdog, or DraftKings, please contact me and I will send you a referral link we can both benefit from. That can be found on Twitter at Steve Castellano or on Facebook as well. Thanks for listening to the Sad Gamblers podcast. I'm going to go catch the end of the Celtics game. No place for me tonight. Just looking forward to Sunday. Have a great weekend, everyone.